it's good to see you too. And I have to say, I am ridiculously excited. Oh my about god! <laughs> podcast. I am so excited. Oh, me too. Uh, Do you in a way, s- you have, let's say from the top what it is because yeah. So we decided. <laughs> <laughs> this is a week four, yeah. so this is week four, by the way, and um, yeah, so we decided that we would go in on Celine Dion, <laughs> as it were. Cirque de Celine, as you call it. Cirque de Celine, Cirque de Celine. <laughs> so Celine Dion uh, did a residency in Las Vegas yeah. that started in 2003 and went on to 2007 and was called A New Day. Yes, and this... Uh, what we're watching and talking about today is on YouTube, and I believe it's called Celine Dion, colon, on all day, comma, all access, or something like that. So it's like a, do- yeah, it's so a documentary it's, that goes alongside the live show. It's like a, 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 a night in the life of a new day. A night in the life of a new day, all access. Yeah. Um, and uh, so this residency was... Um, a collaboration between Celine Dion and the artistic director of Cirque du Soleil. Yes, so she saw O, which was a Cirque du Soleil show, uh, and Mm -hmm. was massively inspired. And so Celine Dion was like the first of the big superstars to risk having a Las Vegas residency of this scale. Uh, and, Uh And she did it based on having seen... Oh, which I have not seen. Um, I don't know if you've seen any Cirque du Soleil. I've never seen any Cirque du Soleil. Oh. And, yeah, I'm not that drawn to it. And now it's too late because it's closed yeah, down. Yeah, it has closed down. Sad. R.I.P. Um, so, R.I.P. Cirque du, Cirque du Soleil. I'm just going to be saying Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. R.I.P. Cirque du Soleil. No, Cirque du Soleil is alive and well. Cirque du Soleil has been COVID-ravaged and is now shut down. It's now shut down. And so uh, so the show, A New Day, was directed by Franco Dragone, yes. who, is, um, who is known for his work with Cirque du Soleil. And um, it was described as being a, um, a, a blend of pop concert, theatre, performance art mm. um, and stagecraft. Yes. And circus. <laughs> and stagecraft so, and circus. Yeah, and state-of-the-art technology. Oh, yeah, I mean, that so is So not to go in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at this point, everyone's had a Las Vegas residency, right? Like, I mean, that's been the thing to do. Go, yeah, go, but she was la, the la, first. La, la. So, she was the first. So, well, not and, the I first, mean, obviously not the first, but she was yeah. the first of this kind of, of the sort of reinvigorated regeneration. And a lot of people said it was going to be a terrible idea. But yeah. she proved them wrong. This is the best-selling Las Vegas concert series of all time. And one of the best-selling concert shows of all time. I think she made like $200 million off the back of this. Yeah, so the box office was three hundred eighty-five million. Um, so it did well. What if she had a box office split on that? What do you think the deal was there? Sixty-four. <laughs> Sixty-four. I mean, she, I think, I think she probably did quite well out of this. Um, but yeah, so Los, the Las Vegas residency now has become a, like a, a thing that everyone's doing, and uh, I mean, God, even I've had a Las Vegas residency at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, massive. yeah. Fair enough, it was in a dumpster outside the back of the Flamingo. <laughs> but, yeah, dumpster Times called it adequate. But, dumpster you know, Times it was, said it was happening. Yeah, it was still a moment. <laughs> um, and the, the crazy thing, so this took place at Caesar's Palace. And the crazy thing about this was that the theatre was built specifically for the show. Yeah. 
um, and made to look like a Roman Colosseum. Yes, it's a 4,000 so seat theatre based on massive 4,000 seat theatre that Colosseum. was purpose built. Yeah, bonkers, bonkers. Um, so it's all like kind of huge. Have you been to Las Vegas? I have never been to Las Vegas. Have you? I have been to Las Vegas, and oh, I have in fact me. been to Las Vegas. Uh, I arrived in Las Vegas on September the 11th, so the actual September the 11th. The actual September the 11th. Yes, I'd been in um, I'd been in the Grand Canyon on September when actually September the 11th happened. Wow, you're in the states on that day. That must have been so crazy. So I was in the, in the states on that day. Me and a friend were on a road trip, and we'd stopped off in the, we went into the Grand Canyon, and we hiked into the Grand Canyon. Oh, you were literally in we, in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. With oh. water, we, we basically were so prepared. We had water things. We had like a bo- couple of bottles of water each and we, we both saved pizzas from the night. Oh, my God. pizza from the oh night before. Oh, my God. So we had those in our backpack. <laughs> and by the time we got to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, we were like, oh, God, I'm so thirsty and I've eaten all my pizza. Are we going to make it back up again? <laughs> but uh, the friend, the, my friend did at one point say... This is where it's so weird that it's so quiet. There are no planes going overhead. No. And we were both like, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's so quiet. So we basically left the Grand Canyon, didn't realise that anything had happened. We're listening to CDs, because that's that was then, <laughs> um, in the car. And uh, drove. I went to a shopping mall. <gasps> and I think that's the nearest I will ever be to a zombie apocalypse kind of scenario, because people were freaking out when did everywhere. You twi- when did you twig what was going on? Because... because uh, we went in to buy some socks. Because <laughs> we'd we, also we, forgotten. Uh, our socks were ruined no. in the Grand Canyon. Uh, and so we're like, oh, let's stop and get some socks. And drove into a shopping mall and we were just like, this is weird. Everyone's being really strange and people are like sort of looking, being really edgy. What's going on? And then there was a security alert in the shopping mall because people were just freaking out everywhere. Yeah. And someone said there's bombs and, uh, and planes driving into buildings all over America because that's what people yeah. thought at the time. And people were screaming and running out of oh the shopping mall. Oh, my God. And I was like, I just wanted some socks. <laughs> so what did you do? Screamed and ran out of the shopping mall. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we left the shopping mall in an orderly fashion. <laughs> and, then, um, and then drove to Las Vegas, which is what you would, of course, do. How, did Vegas, how, how did Vegas react to 9-11? They were pre- trying to pretend that nothing had happened, mm-hmm. essentially, is what was going on. So, like, everything was pretty much open, apart from the New York, New York Hotel. Right. And oh, also yes. there's a big... <laughs> yeah. There's also, like, a big volcano that explodes <laughs> on the hour. Every hour was kind of, like, this one of the things that happens there. And uh, they'd shut that down. But other than that, everyone was like, la, 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 keep gambling. I wonder for how your money. many hours or days they turned off the volcano... <laughs> You know, like, how long is appropriate until... To turn off the volcano that that doesn't really have anything to do with 9-11. And, um, yeah, uh, it's a very, very strange place. I mean, it is a strange place. Mm -hmm. It's, like, just about excess and spending. Did you enjoy yourself? Are you a gambler? No, I didn't like it that much. Because they do things like make it really hard for you to leave the hotels. Mm. Like, they, they, like it's purposely confusing so that you'll just stay in them and be like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to stay here and gamble. Yeah. Um, and we went out and kept, got back to the hotel about 3am and there were still old ladies just putting oh, so coins into the machines and there were people around them, like, spraying everything down with bleach. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, there's a sort of, like... A, oh, wow. There's quite a dark side to it. The other thing that I was very impressed by, though, was that... Um, 
you that a lot of the, the pavements are those kind of like walkways that you get in airports so you just stand on them so you don't have to walk so you don't have to walk anywhere and also there's loads of like all you can eat buffets that cost about one dollar or like they pay you they're like we'll pay you to eat everything you can yeah no no reason yeah (laughs) (laughs) here's free food no reason (laughs) but i didn't see anything but i think there was probably a Cirque du Soleil show on at the time because i think there generally was but like tickets were so so crazy expensive and tickets for this show were about 300 dollars. yeah like the cheapest one for this i saw was about 135 dollars and she was selling out most nights of a 4,000 seat theater it made a lot of money. Good for you, Celine. Uh, yeah, and so we chose Celine Dion because we've we've worked through a number of things. And last time we we uh, looked at BTS, and that was because neither of us had ever heard of BTS yeah. song, and we thought that would be interesting. And Celine Dion, I think perhaps we both felt like this was someone that we wouldn't gravitate towards I as an artist generally right. to see. Yes. What's your um, What's your previous uh, opinion or experience of Celine Dion prior to watching Cirque du Soleil? So I think that there's been a, a Selenaissance, if you will. absolutely has been a Selenaissance. <laughs> in the last few years. Um, and I think that she seems like a, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And like I think that's become more evident in the last few years. But I'm absolutely, I do not like the music. And I'm not really a massive fan of that style of over-singing. Uh-huh. Where you're like, just stick to a note. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, you know, so I'm not, and I, I've never really heard a tune that I've been like, oh, yes, Celine, I'm yeah. in there. I'm like, I'm always a bit like, mm, no, thanks. So that's generally been my impression. How about you? I, um, I completely agree with regards to the style of music and the style of mm-hmm. song. Uh, she's, yeah. got, she's in the kind of uh, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, it's that through line, and I'm not into yeah. any of that at all. But yeah. I, my mum my used to live in Belgium, and her best friend is Belgian, and I have a lot of family friends in Belgium. And I used uh-huh. to get sent to Belgium by myself uh, when I was a kid to go to school, Belgian school, for a couple of weeks at a time. Oh. Uh, and in Belgium... They are obsessed with Celine Dion, and particularly my mum's friend, Danielle, who I would stay with, and her daughter, Cecile, who's my age, uh, were just absolutely obsessed with Celine Dion. And I was over there once when Titanic came out, and we were allowed to go to the cinema to see Titanic, even though we were underage for at the time. And we just, uh, it was a big, <laughs> a big, a big deal. And uh-huh. I watched this uh, Cirque du Soleil with my family last night ah. uh, to see what they thought of it. Because, and the first thing my, my brother said is that she, he always thinks of Danielle, Celine Dion and Lady Diana in one go. <laughs> because oh, they were really? also obsessed with Lady Diana. They call her Lady Di. Oh, Lady Di. Uh. Oh, c'est trop belle, Lady Di. Uh. So they loved Celine, Lady Diana. <laughs> So, for me, wow. it has weird childhood memories and links with uh, Belgium being sent to Belgium school. Yeah. Which I, yeah. my parents would put me, oh, this was pre EasyJet, they would put me on a KLM flight. And to go on a flight as a child by yourself, you have to have a big label around your neck that says unaccompanied minor. Just oh. It's for the staff to know that as a child by themselves, but it's just like a big paedophile badge. Like. <laughs> I've still got it upstairs. It's like an A4 sized laminated piece of paper that says unaccompanied manner minor that you have to that that you have to wear around your neck at all times. Oh, how strange. <laughs> wow. 
But yeah, not, well, not well a fan of her music. Thank you very much. Yeah. Not a fan of her music, but I have emotional... I had an emotional reaction to her. Emotional reaction. She's also one of those artists that I think is sort of... I don't want to say background noise, but I think, you know, it just feels like she's always been around. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And she's sort of in the contemporary sort of sphere. Yeah. It's just not someone that I would necessarily gravitate to. Yeah. And so I think it, I, I think that that was one of the reasons we, we both decided that this would be a good one to go for because um, we were interested. But also uh, because of this kind of crossover with theatre, circus and yes. the like. <laughs> the circus and the like. Performance art. Now, Although... performance art, that's quite a loaded term, right? <laughs> I don't know where loaded... I don't know where performance art comes in on this because we're not seeing Celine, like, stuffing, like, sand in her orifices. Yeah, nothing's coming out of her ass. There's no blood. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, like... There's no, like... I don't know. Uh, performance art, whatever they <laughs> Speaking as two there's... performance artists, we're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> performance art. I, I mean, there's none of that, right? There's no, so, like, over-the-top so... autobiographical content. No, there's no, like, bleeding on tiles. Yeah. Um, so, basically, I'm not sure that... Well, you know, but then performance art, what does it even mean? Yes, she basically. is performing, and after having watched an hour and 45 minutes of it, I can safely say it is art. Hey! Oh, I'm excited. I'm so excited to get into this. Okay, because let's do this. I was not. I've got thoughts, feelings, and emotions that I was not expecting to have. Oh my god! I'm so happy you had the same reaction. Cirque to Celine, access all areas. So Cirque to Celine, access all areas, and we start in Celine Dion's Las Vegas residence, her house. Oh my god! Yes, her house. Oh, by the way, I just sent you a video of a tour of Celine Dion's Florida house, a YouTube oh. video. Which shows us that she has an on-site water park. Oh, lovely! And in her, so do I. But in her, in her, she also has in her house in Florida a computerized system for her ten thousand pairs of shoes, which goes by color, and she'll click black, and then they will all all the black ones will come out in a Ooh. row in front of her, and will go like on a sort of circular unit, so she can see all of oh, them once yes. and point. But she said uh, in her. Las Vegas residency, she just has a simple warehouse for her shoes. Uh, oh, just a warehouse, just a warehouse for, the shoes. for the shoes. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm glad that they are stored appropriately. Yes, but, it's, um, but a simple warehouse. <laughs> just a simple warehouse for the shoes. Um, so, yeah, so we start off in the house. Celine's getting ready to leave yeah. with her husband, Renee. <laughs> her husband, uh, who was, let's just count this out, she was 12 years old. When they met, and he was 38. And they conveniently fell in love when she turned 18. But not a day before! Not a day before. And weirdly, so... So the weird, one of the weird, and there are quite a few weird things about this, <laughs> spoiler alert, um, is one of the weird things about this is in the, in the Wikipedia, it says that their relationship commenced on the night that she won the, Euro- the Eurovision, Eurovision Song Contest. contest. In, for Switzerland, which... She, for Switzerland. A which, country to which she is not linked in any way. Yes, but... And that's I the mean, weird thing. That's, that's, that's not even the weird thing. Let's just unpick that for a second. I mean, so Eurovision, for anyone listening from overseas who is not uh, certain about what that is, is a big competition where European countries compete to have the best song. It's never the best song. It, and, you know, I mean... European countries and Australia. Do, do we think that this may, I'm, you know, perhaps there's a precedence that's set here that's 
that's linking a relationship to kind of commercial success. Oh, do you think that he's got a knob on because she won the Eurovision Song Contest? Is that what you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Where he was like, Um, I wasn't going to. (laughs) But now you've won. But now you're a winner. Is that what you mean? And and frankly, I mean, the thing is about Eurovision is that it's essentially it's gay Christmas, right? It's gay Christmas. It's gay Christmas and New Year's. And pretty much all... I mean, who hasn't had a relationship commence after Eurovision? Just so you know, that was a... Nick's using quotation fingers. Quotation marks. Around the... Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm using relationship in the loose term there. But it is is certainly uh, a night that lends itself to passion. (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah. And that's how their relationship began. From what I can see... um... Eurovision Song Contest is not a serious event or a life-changing necessarily event for the people watching it, but I think it is quite exciting when you're backstage. And if you're winning, I imagine it's very, very exciting. It's probably a big deal. Yes. I am. (laughs) Especially, I think, for people in Europe, because in England, in Britain, like, we just, we send over, like, someone who had a hit in the 90s. Oh, my God, if we did that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We don't like do that anymore, never... do we? We, we? we just who do we who do we send over this time? Last year. I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I think in Europe, it's more it's taken more seriously, and I think that they have bigger careers, you know, on the back of it. Yeah. People who uh, win and all that kind of thing, but obviously, it set Celine on the course. Yeah, this was her real breakthrough towards a new day. But that's where their relationship began. Mm-hmm. So we see them uh, getting ready to leave, and then so. My feelings about this first 10 minutes, which is essentially the journey to the venue, yeah. and they get in a limo and they set off, yeah. and there's actually a cavalcade. Of yes, limos it's basically like them. the presidential, when the president, yeah. uh, what's it called? Is it the presidential cavalcade? Whatever that yeah. word is. There's, there, there's clearly like basically snipers in other, in other limos <laughs> driving along beside her so that yeah. no one... There's a doctor no in, in the limo next door and there is a box with her blood type of blood just in case yeah. she gets yeah, injured, exactly. that sort of thing. Yeah, um, and a body double. Yes. And yeah, so I, my feeling about this mm. is that it's, it feels like the first 10 minutes is a cry for help. <gasps> no. Was my feelings, yes, because... Although, because I sort of agree with you, because she, he says he, the elderly husband, R.I.P., Renee, yeah. or whatever his name is, I think it's Renee. So Renee and yeah. Selena are in the back of one of these limos, and he is saying, she's saying, I'm so tired. And he's yes. saying, you can soon have a month off. And she's going, yeah, whatever, a month, apart from recording and, and doing all of the tour interviews. Doing a video and doing shoot a video, and doing the Oscars and recording an sure, album. Sure, month off. Yeah. And he basically just kind of smiles and goes, mm-hmm, you're going to work. <laughs> like, it seems a bit... And then she talks about how, like, everyone's exhausted yeah. and somebody's broken their ankle, she, who becomes a recurring theme throughout yeah, the whole thing. Just... This, this dancer who's broken her ankle but is still performing. Um, and there's just this kind of sense that Selena's being overworked. Yes, yeah, Selena's tired, very tired. Uh, and there's also a moment where she's got like an oxygen mask on. And they put a little exp- explanation at the bottom, bottom, just so people, yeah. just so the viewer doesn't freak out. <laughs> yeah, to, 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 so it's it's um, misting her vocal. It's cords. a saline solution, yeah. But um, I mean, I, I was I was already I was sort of 
Like, this is bizarre, but I am hooked. Yes. Essentially. <laughs> also, there's a, count, there's a countdown timer, so it all happens in real time, and they keep yeah. checking in with this timer. So this is like, whatever, 5 p.m. We see her getting yeah. in the car, and sort of the timer is clicking up to the time where she's going to be on stage. So yeah. it's all yeah. happening in front of us in real time. So she lives half an hour away from the venue. We already know that, yes. So they get that at 5.30. Um, and um, so she arrives in the venue... Uh, and uh, gets in the makeup chair and immediately starts barking like a dog. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice that bit. You didn't notice the barking oh, like no, a oh dog. Oh no, she was. Oh, she was just pretend. Oh, she's literally pretending to be a dog. She pretends to be a dog. She just sits in the, in the makeup chair and just starts barking like a dog. Yeah, for me, this bit seemed like this was more like the big Celine Dion advert. I don't know if you've seen um, the Taylor Swift documentary or the Katy Perry documentary no, on Netflix, but they're basically one big personality commercial. So they're going, uh-huh. you know, oh, it's just an hour and a half long advert for Taylor Swift's personality because it's, you just okay. see her mucking well, around and being they, vulnerable. How do they get that? How do they eat that out over an hour and a half? <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's kind of similar to this where you're like, oh, I didn't expect them to be so wacky. Yeah, there is. But I think that maybe as we've learned from the Celine Renaissance, Celine she's wacky. She is quite wacky. Yeah. And so, um, there's also a, a real sense like that they're in a hurry, but mm. every I don't know why because they've got plenty of time. <laughs> so there's a lot of like Celine running through rooms to get in, get in makeup. Yeah, she sort of starts, she sits down and stop, starts doing her own makeup, and it looks to me like she's already because she's doing it because she's bored. She's got sort of like a, a an ADHD kind of vibe about her. I thought so too. I was a bit like, why is she so on edge and worked up and a little bit like everything's got to be fast, fast, fast. But it makes sense. There are a lot of people who are that level of successful who have that kind of hyperactive, uh, well, disorder, if you believe it's a disorder, or like element to their yeah. personalities where they can yeah. and want to be completely uh, doing a million things at once. Yeah, it does seem like that. And so there's this real sense of like rush and hurry and urgency. And I, I'm sort of a bit like why but um <laughs> so she does her makeup and i was a bit like oh that's a bit disappointing but it turns out that the the first look is just for the sound check the sound check <laughs> so there's so there's a sound check costume yeah and makeup look yeah uh, my brother my brother during this bit during the sound check he was like why are they sound checking yeah he's like isn't it the same every day and i was like what we we always have to sound check every time and then he, yeah, he, said, he, he said, why? And I didn't have an explanation for him other than nobody knows how sound really works. But, do, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Like, if, if, we, if you play a venue more than one day, even if it's the same you venue and the same equipment, you always have to sound check, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. know and why it's that sort is? Of like a, it's kind of, I guess it's like a safety But why does it change? Sure that... Why does it always change? Yeah, I don't know. I've had some months-long I think it's just run- to sort of make sure everything's working and, yeah. like, up and running. And, and, of, and, of course, the tech is insane. Yeah. Like, the sound system is bonkers. The whole thing's crazy. Mm. So um, so she does the sound check. And, and it sounds shakes, back- which is nice. <laughs> yeah. She goes back into the um, makeup chair and um, she's shoveling in feta cheese. Yes. And so hair is being curled. Well, by, by two, uh, like, really cute kind of butchish women... And yeah. she's absolutely loving it, shoving the feta in, having her hair done. She's just like, they're re- like the, the the sense of kind of like precision around 
everything is kind of crazy but she is yeah shoveling in the this, this feta cheese salad um and uh, so the the look now is a bit more zhuzhed which yeah. is clearly this is the look for the show yeah the blow dry is happening the blow dry is real and then we go into a meet and greet yes yes so we follow Celine into a meet and greet. Have you ever done a meet and greet? Have you ever met somebody oh, in these kind of circumstances? God, yes, I have. I think at the first ever Reading Festival I went to when I was about 14 years old, I think I queued to meet the 5678s, who I think are Japanese and didn't speak any English. Oh. And I don't know why I would have, it, I don't know why I would have done that. Was it a meaningful exchange? No, it was not a meaningful exchange. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. the whole thing feels... Um, whole idea of it feels incredibly awkward i had a lot of nerdy friends at school that went to a lot of those sort of lord of the rings conventions at the weekends and, right. and, and queued, yeah. queued to meet a hobbit that sort of thing <laughs> oh i'm into that really um yeah would I, I don't know if there's any conventions i would go to because i'm not like so into and also i'd just be a bit like this is orgs yeah maybe i i would probably go to drag con just because i think that could be fun but yeah you know there is a whole economy based around uh meet and greets oh absolutely especially if you do some sort drag of ne- queens yeah oh yes yeah, so the drag and then like nerdy dweeby sci-fi shows a bit like the yeah, side characters yeah. can make a living off doing can that make sort a living thing. And I once met someone who had paid $2,000 to meet Britney Spears. $2,000? To have a a meet and greet with Britney Spears. And I was like, and how was it? And he was like, yeah, it was amazing. Like, she, like, looked at me and went, oh, hi. And I was like, hi. And then I was ushered out. You know, it was basically that. (laughs) I've got... Uh, I think you you get a photo as well. I've got a friend who was a minor character in Harry Potter when she was younger and still does now as as a grown woman with three kids and a total other career as an artist still does like the meet and greets like oh really oh i'll go and do the paris convention because you get a free little holiday to paris in exchange for being paid to take some pictures although she's like oh they always ask me what my favorite spell is i don't know any spells so i'm like i don't know (laughs) what a great idea well what a great little money earner if you're in in a little something we should get ourselves in a little something (laughs) 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 so we could do conventions (laughs) Oh, maybe there's a show idea. Yes, um, yes. <gasps> We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that later. Okay, so... Um, so there's the meet and so greet. So she does the meet and greet, and I actually thought that she was kind of amazing. I what were your thoughts? didn't. This is the first time I okay. thought, oh, this is bullshit. Okay. Because she says to this kid who I'm assuming is ill, maybe not. Yes. I'm assuming this is like so a sort of somebody... make-a-wish situation. Yeah, it seems like that. Yeah. yeah. She says to the kid, you can achieve anything, you'll be okay. And I'm just like, will the kid be okay? Can the kid achieve yeah. anything? Does it help to say that sort of thing? That is a genuine question. Does it help to say that sort of thing? I don't know. Maybe it does. Yeah, I don't know. I, I So I felt that she was, she did definitely kind of assert positivity on the situation. Mm-hmm. But equally it really seemed like it meant a lot to them. Yes. The, the parents and the child yeah. who who had clearly been very sick and was saying that he'd had 19 operations. Oh. And it did feel that he went in on a different level and came out of it feeling much more positive. And I, so I did feel like it was meaningful to them. Yes. But it was, but as you say, it definitely was 
a sense of her kind of asserting a positivity on it, but on the situation. But I don't know if that's such a bad thing. I mean, that's essentially what the purpose purpose of the situation is, yeah, right? I just feel, I just I'm a bit wary of words of like you can achieve anything if you put your mind yeah. to it, and if you're positive, everything will be okay. Especially in the context of being ill and the idea of someone fighting and the achieving wellness through their own positive yeah. nature and it's like sometimes yeah. even if you're positive you're still gonna die and yeah that is true and, and absolutely and it, yeah there is I, I just think that she she went she I feel like she kind of made something that was really meaningful for those people That's in true. that situation yeah uh, but but also I, I do agree with you that um that there are complications around that. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a weird... Yeah, it, it definitely is a weird thing. But I I just felt like they came out of it feeling really uplifted and that's probably what that exchange was supposed to be. I, mean, you know, I absolutely would as well. I had a little moment. If Celine Dion told me you can achieve anything, you'll be okay. Maybe I'd feel like totally fine. Yeah, probably I'd you probably would, be right? <laughs> yeah, and she's really kind of caring in her approach. I thought it was... Mm. I thought she was quite sensitive about it. But, um, but yeah. Um... So then... She gets a um, game face on next. Yes. So, so so tell us about that. So she's sort of all in white. And she's getting her face face painted up. And she looks... My mum said, she's so ugly. And I was like, how, how can you feel that? I think that about this woman. She's, I thought she was absolutely beautiful. But she does not have, I suppose, your classically beautiful face. My mum was really, really rude about porcelain there. She said... Oh, I thought... I think she looks... Uh, so I think she looks like a sort of glamorous ring mistress is kind yeah. of the look they're sort of going for. And then she sort of... Um, um, she starts singing Who Let Celine Out and starts doing a chicken she dance. She does start singing Who Let <laughs> Celine Out and doing a chicken dance. Uh, and uh, again, a sense of quite hyped upness. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah there's this ADHD. But I think this on. is genuinely her. Yeah. Like, the sense is that it's that she's not faking it. Mm. I think that might be uh, who she is as a person, someone who just, like, launches into who lets Celine do <laughs> Who lets Celine out? Who, who, who? And then she's, who, being who, a, who? And she's being a chicken, not a dog. And then she's being a chicken. <laughs> Good for her. Good for Celine. Uh, and then so I just want to say, yes. can I just, I'm just going to say quickly yeah. that uh, my neighbours, it's a bank holiday here, uh, and my neighbours have decided that's a great day to do some drilling. <laughs> so if that is her, I'm, I apologise if that, because that's just started, so I'm sorry if that uh, comes in through the microphone. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on. Oh, that is loud. I actually heard that one for a change. Yeah, great. We'll power on know, through. Do... I'm sure everybody's going to be yeah. forgiving. Thoughtful, thoughtful London neighbours. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I think she looks like a kind of, like, glammed up kind of, uh, uh, circus mistress. I'm into that look. I think she looks great. The, bu- the sort of suit with the bow on the front. I love it. Yeah, it, I think it looks good. Let me see the dancers taping up. So this is where you start to see the camera sort of cutting. So you see one screen, which is going to be on, on stage, and then you see the screen next to it, which is backstage, uh, and you start to see like the backs that you're, we're going to see all this backstage stuff. So you see the dancers like taping their feet up and getting ready to go on. And I don't know how yeah. you felt about that, but I started. This made me like my heart pound, and the idea of like remembering yeah. what it's like to go on stage and that sort of the little moments of 
when you're about to go on stage with someone else and the prep just made me really, really emotional. Yeah. And those kind of like little rituals, because uh-huh. this has been going now for four years and I'm sure a lot of these performers have been in it through yeah. the whole thing is the sense that mm. you get. So, so there's all those kind of like little before things that you have to set up and rituals and things that you have to make sure about. Um, you know, in our world, those are things that we generally have yes. to do. <laughs> Celine doesn't really have to do anything like people are dressing yeah. her and everyone's getting ready around her. But it also, you get a sense of the scale of the operation oh my God. as well. She must, have, because... she must be employing. I think the, the, the internet said she creates, just from doing this gig, about 7,000 extra jobs just around wow. this show and sort of ancillary sort of bits attached to it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a cast of hu- hundreds. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a cast of it. It must be at least 50 Inc- well, There's definitely hundreds, including the, the live musicians who are there. There's, so there's musicians. There's so, so it's a huge operation. And there is just that really vulnerable sense of like one person being at the centre of this monster... Yeah. And and kind of setting leading into that is really interesting. She doesn't seem nervous no. at all, which I thought was interesting because I'm like generally. But I, th- I saw the chickening about who <laughs> and the who lets Celine out. That as like yeah. an expression of uh, the adrenaline. So I get really, I get bad stage fright, but it's, it comes mm. out some, in ways where I, like, I have a lot of energy and I can't sit down. And I can't yeah. eat. Yeah, There's yeah, the only yeah. time in my life I can't eat because I'm I really can't eat <laughs> at any other point. Yeah. But like pacing around and being like just full of energy. And yeah. that feels like her processing the adrenaline that you must get before you step out in front of yeah. four thousand people. Four thousand people and probably, you know, it's 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 probably exciting as well to be at that mm. thing. But it does feel um quite vulnerable this this opening because she's she goes in in the dark. Yeah. It's pitch so you see black. the green, and whatever that light is called, where you can see in the dark. So it's like, is it infra- the kind of infrared cameras? That's it, cameras. infrared cameras. And you see her, like, trying to find the edge of a step. So you see her feet. Yeah, so she... Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really quite an interesting, because she's sort of, like, basically guided mm-hmm. in with by people with little torches and then left, and then they retreat, and then she sort of edges forward to find yeah. her mark. But, you, but she's sort of feeling her way with her feet it feels really vulnerable yeah. and um just a very it's kind of it's sort of like semi a bit creepy <laughs> you know as a kind of like but but just also this sense of this huge megastar at the center of this massive yeah. show with like four thousand people there sort of tentatively edging their way into yeah. position in the oh, dark oh i absolutely it's, love this work i this is where i was like oh and as a documentary or as a, a document mm. of what it's like to put on this sort of concert or this sort of show, I was like, this is yeah. fucking brilliant. I've never seen anything like this yeah. before, actually. No, no, I think... I think as a film. The show is... The documentary is kind of amazing because they really are accessible yeah. areas and it, they, they, you just see the operation of what's going on behind the scenes. As You, you can't kind of see glimpses mm-hmm. of what's going on on the stage, but... Um, but it really does sort of take you behind what's going on. And I think there, th- these, these kind of moments of actually being able to see in yeah. the dark what she's doing is kind of it's kind of incredible. And it's quite a soft entrance, I thought. <laughs> you know, we like to talk about an entrance Oh, oh yes, it is a soft, and... I mean, it is literally a soft entrance because in theatre you call it well, hard cause... entrances when you're on stage and the audience are coming in and soft entrances when yeah. you enter and the audience are already there. So that's what's going on. Yeah. 
But if we think about, say, for example, Blonde mm. Ambition, where it's like hype, oh, and even the BTS show, where it's like hype, yes. hype, 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 hype. And then boom, they're on yes. stage. And it's like, so everything is like building towards this person appearing. Mm. In this one, it's like very soft, like it's it's like suddenly yeah, she's kind, kind of kind of the there, light comes softly. up and she's, it's just her. The cast are sort of it's just her. They're not going to come on yet, and she doesn't. Does she start with a big number? I'm not that familiar with her song. No, so it's a quite so. There's the first the first song is a new day, and it's actually um, surprisingly very small. Mm. It's quite. It feels like a soft sort of like we're being like guided into this thing that's going to sort of explode later but um but also so here's the here was the kind of like first surprise for me because as someone who is not really a I don't particularly like Celine Dion's voice massively because um tonally and the, the kind of the overuse of it but in this song it's understated and it's soft and it's her voice sounds yeah. amazing, like beautiful. I, I mean, the, obviously she's got like the best sound technicians in the world, but it, she, yeah. she's definitely singing live and she sounds, yeah, yeah. you're right. She sounds fucking great. It sounds amazing. And I think I've never heard like restraint and understatement in her voice before. <laughs> used her voice before. <laughs> I, and it really is yeah. gorgeous. You know, I, 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 the tone was different. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, I won't be rushing out to buy the song but um, or the album, but um, I was surprised. I mean, it's a bit Enya. Or... <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I feel like Enya's going to have another moment soon. I feel like we're waiting for that. You think so? Here she comes. Maybe. Every time I think of Enya, anyway, say way, say that always way. turns into himanana, himanana, himanana in my brain. Like, circle of life. That's not Enya. Bring it back. Take it. You know, reel it back in. Uh, so backstage, there are people pushing buttons. Oh, yes. Um, there's uh, people, uh, there's there's women, in, female dancers in feathers. And songs, it's like classic. And ballet shoes, Las up. Vegas. So you know that it's going to get yeah. big, even though what's going on stage is quite uh, mm-hmm. small. It's you see get someone big. tuning their violin, um, you see wheels turning. Yes. And now here again, so so at the end of this song, the lights go down and what you realise, they show again the infrared, what you realise is that there were people kind of standing oh, yes, in, the, in dark. the darkness, waiting, and they kind of like run in and do this quick change, costume change while the yeah. audience are applauding, costume change while the On audience are applauding, and they run off again, and the lights go up and Celine is a completely different it's, outfit. I, that, I, just, I just absolutely love this. It's so, it's so exciting and so emotional, especially like just with the whole corona thing and the lack of live performance yeah. and being in a room or being mm. with people and being with people who make stuff. Just seeing it happen like this was, um, yeah... <laughs> Really exciting and really, um, yeah. Probably, I mean, I was drunk when I watched it, but I was getting really, I was really <laughs> emotional. Well, that really emotional. I think point. probably most of the audience yeah. are as well. They're like, we spent three hundred dollars on that. Nice, 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 nice. Let's have some free shrimp and get on it. <laughs> yeah, let's. Um, yeah, so we go into because um, I am your lady, the, oh. and uh, then it gets big, right? We've got. People dressed as peacocks. Uh, we've got big cogs. Uh, yeah. um, she's up on some stairs and there's some ballerinas. And then you realise that underneath some... the stairs is where the band is, the live band. So this entire thing is live, which for the concerts that we've watched is unusual because I don't think mm. BTS was live. Mm. Kate Bush was live, definitely. No, uh, Madonna. And Madonna was live. Was she? 
Yeah, Madonna was like Madonna was like band, oh. um, but a lot of them weren't necessarily right. visible. So that none of them are visible in Celine. They're all underneath these stairs, yeah. which you can see from these backstage cameras. The stairs are like a one-way mirror, so they can see out, but yeah. to the audience, they just look like fucking stairs, which is yeah. so exciting. Yeah. There's this huge drum kit, and then there's this female percussionist who's waiting with these tiny, tiny belts, just... Yes. <laughs> like, at the right moment Bing. I love it I love it so much I love the percussionist yeah so we've got the full kind of Vegas glitz of like feathers and um, but it's a bit more ballet um, and there's a suggestion here from the start that there's some sort of theme do you think so because I wasn't picking up on it I think uh, so I think there was a kind of a theme mm. running through it. And what we see it, in every song um, and, and constant. So Celine is like obviously constantly present on stage, apart from the moments where she runs off to do quick yeah. changes. And we'll talk about those. But um, also in every song is a sort of a white clown man. So oh, man this just, guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so he's in he's on in every mm. song. Right. He's always on the stage. And apparently that is a Cirque du Soleil kind of trope of having a figure who is constantly present. Right. You don't necessarily know who they are. Mystery man. But they are always, but they kind of like guide you mm-hmm. through. So he's kind of like a Piero, so not Piero. He's like of, a, yeah, he's painted entirely white with a little red. Painted entirely tea, white with kind of like pink, uh, pink, pink eyes. Like pink eye. Um, a bit of a pink <laughs> eye. And he's a ba- he does ballet dancing throughout. So, um, so he's done. He's often dancing. So sometimes it's just him and Celine on the stage, um, but often it's him and Celine, a massive cast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's always present. So there's him, um, and there's also uh, at various points through it, there's someone dressed as a bellboy. Yes. Who kind of leads Celine through? So do you have any theories about what the, um, the sort of underlying <laughs> narrative or theme? So is? I think it. I my feeling is because I actually what I so I watched some kind of some of the clips of the actual footage of yeah. the concerts from from one of the DVDs, and there's a lot of like Celine and other people walking on and like looking around, like oh, what's going on? Where am I? Oh, and I think it's like kind of Alice in Las Vegas land, right? right? Is sort of I think that's kind of what's going on. Is kind of like I'm in a dreamlike hotel. Right. I don't really know where I am. <laughs> I think that's basically sort of what's going on. <laughs> that that would and that would this... make sense for because it was inspired by this O show, the Cirque du Soleil show. So I did look that up to see what the theme yeah. of O was, and the thi- the theme okay. of O was no theme. <laughs> no theme. Okay. There's no theme. There's just like lots and there of... might not be a theme in this. <laughs> lots of like bits. Just... Yeah, like and that, there might be, <laughs> there might not be any theme in this, but there is definitely uh, recurring elements. Yes, yeah, so I had forgotten about that creepy the guy, the white guy, and the bellboy. So the creepy guy who is, right. um, who is sort of uh, present throughout. But yeah, we've got all these kind of like tropes of Las Vegas shows. We've got feathers, we've got all this kind of stuff. And then suddenly there's this like very sculpted violinist who they focus on a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the cameraman or the director or somebody had a massive crush on this violinist, yes. but there's a lot of this violinist like walking through corridors yeah. and we don't really know why. So so lots of this Hot, really sculpted, beautiful looking very, very. violinist. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If I was ever going to do a violinist, <laughs> it would be um, and, and we've got those kind of like Cirque du Soleil costumes. Oh, there's feathers. There's um, women in thongs. There's a lot of... Um... Lycra-ish, there's some glitter. It's classic. Yeah. 
yeah. Um, and there's sort of, yeah, there's not really, yeah, so we've got we've got that kind of like classic sense. Of bit. Then um, we're into It's All Coming oh, Back to I Me mean, Now. I mean, which is, to be honest, a banger. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Celine it's a classic, classic. Right? Uh, <laughs> and um, her voice um, is amazing again on this. The percussion is amazing. Her voice, I mean, her voice is. I mean, she's at, you know, she's a brilliant yeah. performer, right? Her voice is amazing. She's completely in control of what's going on. Um, the thing that I think that that starts to become evident about how this show is set up, and that I think for me doesn't yeah. work, is the sense that it's like Celine and then something else entirely. Yes, there's going no on. real link. So. So there's no real link. So there's things going... So basically, she's on stage. There's there's lots and lots of dancers, but there's there doesn't really feel like a connect between They're the two. They're more sort of part of the set. They're human meat puppets who are being used as decoration for the background of Celine. Yeah. It, in, but, but then also there's... You know, there becomes kind of more ideas around them. In this, in this moment, it's just like Vegas kind of spectacle. Yeah. It's interesting that you think um, that she... Uh, it didn't look nervous, actually. And you talk about her being a great performer, which I think she is. But in the first reviews of this Vegas yeah. show, there was quite a lot of criticism of yeah. her seeming like she was okay. scared and that she wasn't quite okay. which you relaxed. Would, I mean, my God. Oh, my God. You, right? You're absolutely shitting yourself. But this is, but this is five years yeah. on. I mean, this is five years of doing this show and it just seems like it's kind of probably... Oh, she's you know, fine. It's just yeah. part of... Yeah, I think she's just, she seems cool with it. So then we're into uh, Because You yeah. Love Me, which is another Celine oh, another classic. classic. And what we learn backstage is that she's actually got a prompt. Yes, she has the, have the, the so stage manager guy on cams that all, a microphone that the stage managers wear. Yeah. And he tells us that he feeds her line. Potentially. He says that he never really has to, but he is following the thing. Which, I mean, what, so she's like... Near far, I don't have a car. And he's like, those aren't the lines. Those <laughs> well, are not the lyrics. She's not like senile. The woman is fifty-two years old. She can, these are songs yeah. she's been doing. I mean, for there's five a lot years. of there's a lot of lyrics, but like, how would you then be like? How would you but, feed into her ear? Oh, you got that wrong, Celine. There's just not that many lyrics, though. Of it's of not, like, it's um, not because you gloved me. It's an hour and a half, maybe this concert. How many songs mm. can you fit in an hour and a half, including costume changes and stuff like that? There's maybe yeah. 30 songs. I think I probably know 30 songs that I didn't write, you know, just from being alive. <laughs> Not that she wrote her songs. <laughs> well, that well, aren't my mega releases that I've sung many times. Yeah. Well, the takeaway from this is why do you need a prompt, Celine? But equally, God, I wish I could have one of those because, <laughs> <laughs> because like an idiot, whenever I do a solo show, I have generally written myself 30 pages of dialogue, you do, which I have to you? learn. Oh, my God, Nick, and, you're, you're a wordy um, boy. I'm a wordy boy, and uh, it's basically self-sabotage. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just wish that I could have someone backstage going, you got that wrong. Yeah. These are your actual lines. It also made me think of complete uh, tangent, but I don't know if you've ever seen Mae West's last film, no. Sextet. <gasps> so Mae West... Mae West, uh, nine, some 19, a very early 1930s, 1940s uh, star who then disappeared and came back in her 70s, mm-hmm. made a show, a uh, film, her final film was called Sextet, in which she's 84 playing 27, number one. <laughs> number two, it makes no sense. She's a, uh, she's a sexy movie star uh, who's about to marry a prince played by a young Timothy Dalton. Oh, I love um, Timothy Dalton. I have to watch yes. this. Who uh, a sex tape has been stolen 
uh, that's going to maybe ruin her marriage and she has to get back the sex tape. Um, and the thing about it was that she was 84 um, and they made, they because it was, I mean, it's a terrible film. It's like one of the worst films ever made. Mm. Um, and they kept making loads and loads of changes on the day to the script because it just wasn't working. And so in order for her to kind of be able to do the, the film, they put not, not an earpiece, an actual speaker in her wig. <laughs> and, someone, and someone was feeding her her lines from her wig. And you can sort of see it in the film because she stops quite a lot, just kind of like smiling, just going like, oh. And then someone goes, come up and see me sometime. And she goes, come up and see me sometime. Oh. And then waits the next line for them to get. So, um, yeah, so speaker in the wig, Celine. Speaker That's the way the to go. Speaker in the wig. Nobody will be, be able to hear yeah. it because they're all sat so yeah. far away in the Roman Colosseum yes. that you've built. Exactly. So, anyway, I'm very jealous of the prompt. Mm. Um, so then we've got... Um... We've, we see, we've seen the stage money with his cams. Um, we've got To Love You More. We see the violin and dancers preparing. Oh. We get a good glimpse of the audience. And we see a dancer getting really excited about being about to go on stage, which, again, I, yes. I started to cry here. Yes. Oh, you did? Just, I'm, just, I'm going to go and see a live comedy show on Thursday this week. And it's the first time I've seen anything in six months because of corona. Wow. And, you know, we've lost our... Uh, kind of livelihoods and I didn't realise how much I missed it until I did two Zoom shows and that adrenaline and that feeling yeah. of having built something, especially because I work with uh, other people, that feeling of uh, sort of camaraderie and like there isn't really anything replacing it. And I've been I know miss- what you mean. Been, yeah. been, been miss- I've been missing it. I've been really missing it. Yeah. And watching someone yeah. and I know exactly how this dancer feels like, you, like that feeling of a bit of being about to go on, being about to do something exciting with people who you love. It's yeah. like, it's just such a great job. When it's good, it's the fucking best. Yes. However, I felt, my note is, oh, this can fuck off. Because, <laughs> because I just hated this. <laughs> Which bit did you hate? I just, like, the set, this whole staging of it, like, all of the, like, there's white dove projections, there's smoke, there's people leaping around, oh, like, just running around, leaping, leaping around. I just really, I just really hated it. Oh, the staging itself, yeah. By the this staging. point, I am excited about the documentary, uh, but I am disengaged from Celine's yes. uh, art on stage yes. that is. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I just wasn't really feeling it. Um, so then we're into I'm Alive, which is like her kind of like dance number, if you will. This is like the Celine Dion, like up dance moment where I feel like it's probably going to be very popular at weddings with, with mums. <laughs> mums at weddings are going to be like, finally, I get to dance to I'm Alive. Yeah, I think she sort of reinvented herself in like the mid 2000s and tried to release a dance album. Because yeah. she, uh, even despite being, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest selling artists of all time, always gets slagged off in reviews because she just releases mediocre ballad after mediocre ballad. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Alive, um, it's, the, it kind of goes all kind of like Tokyo cityscape, <laughs> sort of trying to be contemporary. Um, we see this massive, massive cast yeah. of dancers and she's sort of goofing with them. So there's lots going on on the stage. People are sort of running around. There's like groupings yeah. of people doing sort of like city-ish things. We never get to see the full... There's never like a full-on just straight camera looking at the yeah. theatre or at the stage, which yeah. I would like to see because it looks like a little bit of a mess yeah. from the angles yeah, that we're seeing it at. 
So yeah, I, 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 this was one of the ones that I watched just sort of out of interest, um, watched the kind of the staging of it. And yeah, it's, so she, she's sort of, this, at this point she's kind of interacting with them and there's a sense that she can't like, I guess the kind of direction is there, there's lots of people doing things and you can't really catch them, but you sort of want to. <laughs> right. I think that was probably the note. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so it feels, I think it's about sort of like trying to capture the energy of the city. Mm. There's, a, there's a cityscape kind of massive projections, but yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Um, and then we're into uh, I Drove All Night. Oh, which I didn't realise this. So this song was, oh, it's, this is very depressing. She was mm. sponsored by Chrysler, the car company. And as part of mm. her deal with Chrysler, she released this song about driving. Oh. So this oh. is essentially an advert. Which is a shame because this is a great song, this right? Song I think I is brilliant. This song is amazing, but I hate this version of it. Yeah, so is it Roy Orbison of... originally or something like that? So it's a Roy Orbison song originally uh, and um oh, Cindy Lauper did a version yes. of it as well, which is really gorgeous. But like this I just think is this horrible kind of like trying to sound a bit like techno-y, yeah. like dancey, sort of, yeah, it, it's horrible. And also the staging is just lots and lots of ballerinas like running and leaping. Again, more leaping, yeah, night. lots of... More leaping, so there's a lot of leaping. There's, I mean, it um, has some of my favourite lyrics of all time, you know, I just want to drive over to your house, break into your house, <laughs> yes. find your bedroom, get into your bed, yes. <laughs> and, and, and have, se- and have sex you. with you, with your sleeping body. Yeah, if uh, that's if, right. if that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Um, it's probably less creepy. Uh, was that the original lyrics from Roy like Orbison? Road, yeah, I feel like it's less creepy for a woman than a, a man. I'm going to creep into your house. Is that yes. all right? So there's there's like ro- uh, projections of roads. It's all a bit hat on the hattie because mm. we're seeing traffic. Um, I think they murdered that song, basically. <laughs> well, her voice sounds great. Well, she's, I mean, she, yeah, the voice sounds great, but I really, the arrangement, mm. no. And then she is off stage for a quick change. Oh, I love this. This is Celine tits out. She's going, she's so tired. Yes. She's so tired. She has hair makeup in less, in fewer than three minutes. And there's like eight people that are sort of Yeah, how would her. you feel about that? Because, you know, suddenly it's just like, basically you're sort of standing, she sort of just stands there and is kind of stripped naked. Yeah redressed hair done makeup applied and she's kind of they're all sort of chatting i mean there's a lot of camaraderie it seems quite fun but like it seems like it's quite a lot it's uh, well what you said about being vulnerable she has to trust uh everybody so much in a lot of different ways like if if one person drops a ball the show is not going to be right so she also has to trust that these people are going to be good at their jobs as well as uh, many other things that you would feel being that sort of literally physically vulnerable in front of people as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and um, there's also a sense of choreography around these quick changes yeah. as well. Because it's clearly like lift the leg, put the boot on. Yeah. Lift the other leg, put the boot on. Like everything is kind of like probably being rehearsed yeah. as well. This is a more interesting so, dance than the dance the dancers are doing on stage. I think so too. Like, you know, it's that interesting, it's that thing that I always think when I do gigs, which is particularly cabaret gigs, which is that the most exciting things are happening backstage. You have always said that. You, yes. You have always said that. Um, he has, he has always said that. I have always said that. Perhaps one day I will put that on a T-shirt and sell it as merch. <laughs> um, so we go in on the next... Uh, so, so on stage, 
uh, while the scene's getting changed, there's like, it's all dark and they're playing like sort of like... It's like a straight, like guitar-y vibe-ish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, it goes, it kind of goes a bit, we're into like essentially another act. Yeah. And it goes a bit dark and dare I say it, a little saucy. Oh, I've got, I don't quite remember. Again, I was quite drunk. Because we're into seduces, so we're into seduces me. Is the song? There's a, I got and forest of topless men. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. So I'm with you. This one. So basically, now I'm back in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and this one, I think, out of everything we've seen so far, I think is the most interesting uh, staging. So essentially, the kind of creepy, kind of fa- slightly clown-like, and a whole pin that put a pin in that because I want to talk about clowns in a minute. Yes. Um, so the slightly clown-like bellboy brings on a hotel lobby chair because yeah. guess what? They're in a hotel. Oh, because no, um, he's seen the theme. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, so it's sort of like there's a kind of like Lynch, David Lynchy kind of I like... I think you're being generous there. Hotel, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dreamlike hotel lobby vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Celine looks quite slinky, I think. She's in a the song. She's in black, or she's actually looks beautiful. She's in she a, looks gorgeous. Like I a, think she looks stunning. And the song, I'm going to say, I quite liked this song I, because it's me. got a kind of like 1950s-ish kind of um, sort of film noir mm. kind of feel to it. Of all of the songs that I've heard so far, I was like, I could th- this one. Feels like it's got something to it. Is Do you it, know what I mean? Is it on the add into the Spotify playlist yet? Or no, no, not quite. It's not. <laughs> However, I quite liked it. Yeah. Um, and also, the staging is kind of gorgeous. So there's at least thirty topless men, and they all walk very slowly towards. <laughs> and they're all got, like, yeah, basically, hello. Yes, I'm yeah. In there. Oh, back in the room. Um, back in the room. But um, for the first time, there is actual interaction between Celine and the, the dancers the and other performers. So. Yeah, so essentially they all kind of group around her and it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's quite a lot of like, oh, I'm coming into touch you, Celine. No, I'm mm. gone. There's quite a lot of that. Oh, constant. Which, you know, fine. Yep. But um, but it's quite actually quite sexy. And those are things that I would not put together with, you know, like Celine Dion and sexy. That was never in my kind of right. like, words to put together. She's not a, but, not a sexy... Uh, this is not really a sexy sort of like performer, but this uh, this moment I actually thought was quite beautiful. Yeah. All right. He said it. He said it. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, clowns. Let's let's take the pin out of the clowns. Right. Take the pin out of the clowns. Let's go into clowns. So we actually met at clown school. <laughs> let's start there. And um, so we met at clown school. We were doing a, a clown course together. Yes, we did uh, two with, clown courses together. Two clown courses together. Yeah, a group uh, with, a, with a group of other performers. And basically we bonded because the thing about clown <laughs> workshops and school is that essentially you're broken down yeah. within about an hour of being there that's the whole thing is like you you're, you you're broken down and then you kind of rebuild yourself I mean how many people were crying within the first 10 oh, minutes I was crying into your eyeballs I believe within the first 30 minutes yes it was really it I was think very intense yeah it was super intense I think I I basically was like crying for five days and then <laughs> and then I remember having the kind of like clown breakthrough and I was like I get it and then it sort of came together kind of thing for yeah. me but um but it's intense um, what are your feelings on clowns? At the time, I was very inspired and sort of 
this is the first experience of it i'd had a clowning or any clowning theory and i was like this is life-changing i love it uh and since then clowning has become a bit of a thing uh, in the fringe comedy scene and people who have trained yeah. at, at Gaulier, which is a clown school in paris have become have sort of taken over um like the alternative comedy scene and i am fucking fed up of it uh, my awful ex-boyfriend uh, ran away to clown school to Gaulier in Paris <gasps> and impregnated an Italian. Did he leave you for clown school? Not quite, but in, okay. but in the same in the same sort of breath of, yes. of the part of the year. Good riddance, uh-huh. but he okay. uh, went to Gaulier uh, and yeah. impregnated an Italian clown. Oh. <laughs> Did they have clown babies? They've got a clown baby um, uh, now. <laughs> Oh. Although I think he's they've since broken up, but he's oh, he's only he's only dove further into the clowning universe and has mm-hmm. come out in uh, bigger and bigger harem pants as it's happening. And <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm done. Okay, so we yeah, so sort of done with the clowns. I think um, I think for me it opened up a lot of performance stuff, and I'm glad I made that investigation and I think there are some elements of it that I draw on um but I in these like particularly like the idea of circus clowns I'm just not there for Mm. it I went to um have you ever seen any circus at all yes yeah yeah so I've only ever seen it once I went to see Zippo's Circus which is sort of a classic Mm. British touring circus and the clowns um were not funny at all Mm. the only funny thing was they had some little miniature ponies like Shetland ponies that would come out and they would dance to Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles (laughs) which I don't think it was supposed to be funny but (laughs) these small horses going Eleanor Rigby (laughs) died at the church and was buried along with her name and no one came and waits at the window like some jaunty dancing to like the most depressing Beatles song Great. Well, there's performance art. Yeah, it would be mm. fucking performance art. Where are yes. the tiny Shetland ponies doing a dance? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and there's another idea for a show. <laughs> <laughs> we, would, um, we would not be the first performance artist to have a horse on stage. Yes. Who was it with Robert Lepage? Had that horse that he dumped a bunch of paint on? Was that Robert oh. Lepage? Anyway. I'm not sure. Um, all right. So we so so we uh, come out of um, seduces me. And backstage, I mean, it's just insane backstage. Yeah. We start to get a sense of how vast it is because we've, we're following people like running up and we down stairs. We see this piano guy, this man. We see this man. And we're like, who is this man? It took me yes. a while to figure out. There's a lot of there's a lot of like following mm. musicians who who we don't really know who they are, yeah. but we, we're sort of like, quick, I've got to get from this piano up to this piano. But it's very it's very uh, dramatic. Then, it's using one of those. I can't remember what it's called. Like a like a steady cam, like a steady cam, like up the yeah, stairs. Yeah, they're sort of running after, running after them, and and there, there's about six stories yeah. to this to the Roman to Coliseum this, um, auditorium. It's crazy. So, um, Celine takes a moment to talk to the audience. She says, um, "I would like to, if I may, come and sit with you for a moment." <gasps> and she sits down, and then I love this moment because she then says, "I would like to, if I may." dedicate this song to all the parents in the world and to all the children. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's everyone, Celine. That's everyone. <laughs> You've just dedicated this song to everyone in the world and I'm not sure if that's an education. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, so then we go in... There's 4,000 people going, she's talking about me. She's talking to me and everyone else on the planet. <laughs> um, 
so then we go into if I could. Yeah. Um, and um, there's so this one is a big staging number. Um, there's a piano being walked in the air yeah. for no reason. Yes, so a piano kind of levitates over the stage with someone kind of playing it yeah. and someone else pushing it. And we see someone um, uh, is sort of being helped into a costume that we can see, spoiler alert, is going to mean it flowers around his head. Sort of the flower yeah. will come out of the neck area of the suit and surround his head like his head was the, uh, the top of a flower. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's linked, but he's about to go on. I don't know if that's linked to the flying So piano. he's going to go on. There's someone who's going to also levitate, like a, fl- a, fl- a flying bike. There's someone with a fake dog. Someone's going to come and walk a dog, dog across. So essentially, there's a, it's a kind of like landscape with people like flying past. It's kind of like, surre- like, it's got this sort of like maybe Belgian, like Magritte surrealist, I don't know, yeah. and that fits into yeah. your magical hotel thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so essentially, we now meet... The woman who Celine had talked about in the car who had broken her ankle yes. but is still performing. So this we basically see this woman freezing her ankle yes. with spray and ice and, and, st- tape, uh, and, and strapping it up and then going and then kind of going, yeah, yeah, it's broken, but I can't feel it because it's now fro- I've frozen it. Yeah, amazing. Um, and um, she uh, then is dropped in as a big angel. <laughs> So she kind of like she kind of like is uh, dropped down yeah. um, and hangs in the air, being a big angel. While around her, there's a floating piano, a floating bike, um, uh, and none of it really makes any sense. You know what? This, she doesn't. All this backstage sort of stuff makes made me realise just how hard Celine Dion is actually working because you see them. She's working so kicking hard, kicking around. They're all mucking around with each other, getting changed costumes, yeah. icing their broken bones or whatever lazy business they're up yeah. to and the entire time Celine Dion is on stage she's on stage like kicking it yeah. really the guy with the flower thing that comes out of his neck he <laughs> loves that he was really proud to show that off <laughs> and um he was also <laughs> very much like hello this is me I am a personality yes um uh, so then we go into a song that's in French oh she's gorgeous or... in French Pourquoi tu mam encore? I believe I probably said that wrong. Um, and there's there's people in picture frames. Oh yes, this so, is very fucking Paris French. There's, there's, a, there's an accordion. There's a rose. Uh, there's some mimes. Yeah. Flames. <laughs> picture frames. Okay, well, there's, there's yeah. There's, so there's so there's basically people sort of like being lit art in picture frames, mm-hmm. floating by. Again, Celine doesn't acknowledge them there's no real sense of why they're there there's a possibility that uh, she's acknowledging them through the lyrics but our french is Trevian. um and then we're into um i surrender and um we're then into another quick change yeah she's got a so bolero got, on fan of yeah, a bolero are we love a bolero um, she's very skinny uh, isn't she She's very skinny. Again, I think I think the costume. I think she looks. I just think she looks stunning. Yeah. I think she looks gorgeous. Put her hair She's alive. Mm-hmm. She's uh, um, and then we go into all the ways, which is a duet with Frank Sinatra. Yes, Frank Sinatra is projected behind her. Yeah, I think this is horrible. She's singing. I hate. I hate, I hate this. this. But I don't really like the swing or like Rat Pack no. era. It's not for me. No. I mean, obviously, it's a nod to, like, old Las Vegas yeah. and the legacy of Las Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But it just doesn't work because their voices don't work together. And also, I hate she's... fucking Sinatra. I'm just... 
Yeah, she's singing it in a completely different style to him. She's giving it the old kind of like, I'm gonna over-sing. I'm singing every note. Yeah. I'm doing lots of runs. You know, it's like that. Yeah. And and that's just not Sinatra's style. So it just, the two of them, it just does not work together. It sounds awful. I've seen a couple but... of live, live singing with holograms or projections. I saw Cher yeah. singing with Sonny. And I saw okay. Peaches singing with Iggy Pop. And okay. both times... It just doesn't really work. It just doesn't gel because um, it's like 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 those concerts where it's like Michael Jackson being projected on, or like El, you know, like they're like El, it's a live band, but like Elvis is a hologram. Yeah, no thanks. No, I'm not into it. Um, now, so basically, at this point, there's quite a lot of split screen stuff, which is sort of part of this documentary. Mm-hmm. So there's often split screen things going on. So we see Celine on the stage, and then we also see the husband. Mm-hmm. Renee looking grumpy sort of it, looking grumpy sort of in the in the sound booth yeah. like mouthing along like watching mm. quite intently a little creepily following and then okay yes. so I've got a theory yeah. so follow me on this so basically we go to that him mm-hmm. and then we go to a split screen moment of the uh, performer who is kind of like the white clown yes. that appears throughout backstage right yeah sort of talking to the camera and at that point i was like oh <gasps> i get it the white clown is renee threshold of revelation and he's this always is, there he's always there he's always watching he's always kind of like somehow guiding celine through this kind of weird surreal world <gasps> of whatever this is and i was like oh maybe this is genius after all the creepy white clown that is just there for no reason that's the husband. That's the husband. That's, my, that's it. That's my theory. That's her processing their relationship from the way that she wanted to be because she was desperate to be a superstar. And she told Renee, apparently, I want to be as famous as Michael Jackson. And he said, I can do that for you if you get dental surgery and learn English. <laughs> and he remortgaged his house to fund her first album when she was just 12 right. years old. So he has done what she wanted. But he has also had total control over her life as a man who is... Since she was 12 years old. He was 38 when she was 12, yes. Yes, Yes, you smashed it! So that's so maybe that's me reading too much into it, but I was like, (laughs) oh, suddenly this all makes sense. It's genius. I get it. Yeah. So um, that's my feeling. Um, And then we go into I've Got the World on a String, um, and then uh, I Wish, which is uh, there's actually... uh, choreographed dancing with, with her Celine, with dancers yeah. and I was like oh good yeah like I, uh, the moments for me that worked in this are the moments where there's a sense of her and the performers working together mm. not like her being sort of like this sort of at the centre of things but also a bit it's kind of extraneous to whatever this world that's been created on stage yeah. is as well um, so then we go into uh, Love Can Move Mountains Love can move mountains. Is this when we, um, we get a little um, and, shot of Celine sniffing her armpit, which I quite liked? Yes. <laughs> uh, and she's got, you know, she's got a great sort of voice. I've got, I've written the staging is fabulous, so this bit is good, <laughs> but I don't remember what that was. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit here just before uh, River Deep Mountain High, which I think is coming up next. Mm. Um, mm. You just see, again, this is me being slightly pissed and. Um, either nostalgic or emotional, but you see at the backstage, these women, they're running in heels, like the dancers are running heels, and they're grinning, and the stage manager is grinning. I'm just like, what other jobs are like this? Like, who grins? Yeah. Like, where do you get that level of excitement? Yeah. 
um, being a cowboy, maybe working on one of those oil rigs is probably quite exciting. Uh, Yeah, there is. I mean, backstage, there's a lot of... It really feels like a company has been created. It does a really good job of of showing that atmosphere. Yeah, which is not easy to do in those kind of scenarios when there's so many people involved. Mm -hmm. It does feel like they're all working together. It feels like they're all really on side. And, um, yeah, it does also feel like they're having a good time. There's a lot of joking around and japes. Oh, there is japes. There's clearly japes. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And during this song, uh, we see the audience and they're on their feet. Yeah. Um, And so I feel like that's a lot of pensioners testing their fragile arteries. (laughs) 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 Basically, I mean, they're having a lovely time by clapping along vigorously. um, Don't push it too far, David. Sit down. Yeah, exactly. You've had all you can eat at the buffet 15 (laughs) times today. Sit yourself down. So um, they're all kind of like maybe at health risk. But uh, they're all having a lovely time. Mm-hmm. Then Celine is off for another quick change. Yeah. And this time, it, she's, it's kind of a Beyonce makeover. Yes. Um, and so uh, it's really quick. And um, she also oils up. Yes, she does. There's a lot of oil, oil everywhere, glistening, yeah. rubbing on the limbs. And we're, then we're into um, River Deep Mountain High. Um, and um, I've got, I've just got my notes here. This fucking mime again. Yeah, so he's back. I mean, he's there. He's there the whole time. Yeah. He's always in it. So uh, yeah, he's there for no particular yeah. reason. But again, it's kind of like a bit of a Beyonce kind of river t- um, high energy. Yeah, the choreography is uh, very like like there's a lot of historical references. There's like Elvis legs. There's sort of like a James Brown like oh I can't go on. You know that sort of choreography. Yeah. yeah. So there's lots yeah. of uh, nods going on here. But again, this is where I sort of think that it shows maybe the sort of how this doesn't all join up because there's this there's this relationship between the Cirque de Celine <laughs> element of like the clowny, circusy people, twisty twisty on tightropes, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. And then there's a pop concert. And it seems like the two of them don't always seem to match. And I think here it's just a pop concert. Yeah. yeah. Um and in a way those are the bits where it kind of works the best for me yes i agree i'm also um we didn't really talk about this but i think you probably guess i'm not massively into circus i'm not that impressed no. with people leaping or being dangled no. from trapezes or anything like that yeah yeah i'd love to be able to do it but i'm not that into seeing it happen yeah we've also got during this song um or around this, between these two songs, we've got some really awkward uh, rapping. Oh, yes. Not from Celine. <laughs> no, so when she has rap- her costume changed, they send out, uh, I think, the only, a couple of people of, <laughs> a couple of black guys, the only people of colour we've seen so far, <laughs> to do some rapping. Yeah. Uh, which is awkward. Um, yep. And then we're into another quick change. And this time, because before the quick changes have been quite like, oh, okay, I'm putting on oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't this fun? Ha-ha. This time, it feels really intense. Yeah. Um, and kind of like an operation. It feels like someone's been wheeled through having just been hit by a car and they're having to get them ready for the surgery, basically, is what this feels like. <laughs> this is the big it's, one, though. As my dad says, this is as this is happening, one. this will be the ship sinking thing. 
Yes. <laughs> Spot on dad. Um, yeah, it's really intense. And she sort of transfer, tra- transforms from Beyonce into kind of like this sort of glamorous chanteuse. Mm-hmm. There's a whole new wig situation going on. Yes. Um, it's it's really, really intense. Like nobody's talking. Um, it feels really on edge. And then we go into... Um, Ship sinking thing. My heart will go on. Do you, um, do you remember when this came out? I do. What did you think of Titanic at the time? Did you see it? I did see Titanic at the time. And, um, yeah, it wasn't my bag. Like, yeah. I, I just didn't care. I was like, okay, sink. Sink. <laughs> we also, <laughs> we, we know with. you're going to sink. We know where this is going. <laughs> Let's just get there, can we? Um, yeah, wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I, I, was, um, I was swept back to Belgium. There I was as a teenager in Belgium, yeah. eating my Belgian ice cream bombs in the cinema. I actually lost my passport all the way home from that <laughs> trip. <I know. laughs> and did you, were you taken with Titanic? Um, I, uh, it, I saw it in French, so mm. I did not really know the details of what was going on. But I got the idea and I knew that it was very sad that Leonardo DiCaprio died. But I wasn't that into him. No. No. Um, I haven't yeah, seen this it was, since. I mean, obviously, you know? No, I've never seen it since, mm. and I hope I never shall. Um, but this, I mean, this song, obviously, massive anthem, probably in some ways, maybe this song of her career. So, of course, it feels like the fitting yeah. song to end on. Yeah. Um, and it's a huge number. Everyone's on stage. Yeah, all, it's the, all massive. of the mimes, all of the fucking all of the mimes. The white, the weird white husband clown that's followed her throughout the whole thing yeah. is there, being sort of showcased and sort of yeah, either the yeah, either kind of like direct. There's whatever that relationship is. It's not very clear, but um, it's sort of brought to some kind of conclusion. Yeah. And I thought it was really cute because uh, Celine sort of leaves the stage, says thank you and leaves the stage, and then she stands at the wings. Yeah. Like, watching everyone, because I think people kind of continue, that it kind of continues after she leaves. Yeah. She's, yeah, um, she's watching the audience and watching her cast. Yeah, and I actually thought that was really lovely. Yeah, she, um, she, comes, she comes across really well as a she human seems, She seems really, she seems really just sort of proud of everyone. Yeah. And I think there is, does feel like there's a lot of cast affection. And before she goes on for um, My Heart Will Go On, we see one of her, dan- she, she's about to go on stage and one of her dancers is like dressed as her. And, and da- a male dancer is kind of dressed as her in one of her wigs and dresses and does an impression of her. And she seems to really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah um, she's loving so it. It, it. It does feel like there is a genuine kind of dare I say it camaraderie <laughs> and all of the, all of these people are now out of work so that's great <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say all of these people are now dead <laughs> <laughs> no yeah they well I mean maybe they've got on to do other things with other companies but um, I meant, I meant yeah, because it, of Corona but maybe I don't because know. of Corona because of Corona um, but yeah I thought it was cute the way that she was sort of still watching from the wings yeah. as they're sort of performing and doing their bows and leaving and um, and there's a real sense of, of sort of her being proud of them, which I thought was yeah. really delightful. Um, and there we are at the end. Oh, you see, see a couple of shots of people putting their ankles back in ice baths, the sort of reality. That's of true. Yeah, we see people kind of winding down and being like, if I don't freeze my ankles, I'll be ruined tomorrow. Yeah, and then Celine 
flip-flops out in her flip-flops back into her limo. Yeah, there's that the really weird ending where she's like she gets in a lift and starts like warming down. Yeah. She's sort of singing in the lift and then the doors close and then she's like that's gone. Yeah. And then boom, yeah. that's it. Um But actually I think as a documentary of this kind of beer moth of a gig. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually really fascinating. Yeah, I think it's really, really well done. I love the split screen and all the sort of infrared cams and the way that you can see that moment where she she shuffles forward just before the opening number and you see her foot mm. just on the edge of that step. It's, I think it's extraordinary. Yeah, there's there's a lot of energy in it. And I mean, my goodness, I would be exhausted by about half time. <laughs> you know, yeah, she is really yeah. go- she's still really going for it. Yeah. That's All the way through. Five nights full a week. Energy. She was doing this. Five nights a week. Yeah, what didn't she say she'd done it for five ni- five weeks without a break uh, up what, to that point? Yeah, something like that. In so the I don't think she'd even had a day off. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh that is um Access All Areas, a new day, uh featuring Celine Dion or starring Celine Dion. Yay. Um, what so what are your overarching thoughts? What a great week. I um uh was delighted to have watched that. Once again, Nick, I have been surprised and delighted by the power of <laughs> live music. Yes. Um, I'm, I was very emotionally uh, invested in the sort of just the live performance element of it because of the time that we're particularly in. And I was very drawn to Celine Dion as a person and impressed mm. with her voice. I did not, the, the live show barely registered on me. Yeah. As uh, with any themes or emotions. Uh, same with the yeah. songs. There's a couple of bangers, but apart from that. But nevertheless, yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed this documentary very much. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm glad that we watched the documentary. I don't feel like I would want to go and see this show or that I would enjoy seeing it, apart from a few moments, mainly the topless men. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can see topless men in other places. That is very true. Um, and I, just, I thought, for me, like, the, the show is kind of utterly pointless. Yeah. The, the, the two don't really work together. And it sort of makes her into a moving part in this kind of massive cog that feels like it... That is, there's just, just such a weird dynamic between her and what's going on on the stage yeah. a lot of the time that I just don't think it worked. But, um, but yeah, I think I came away from it with a massive respect for her as a performer... Re- and also that her voice is much more, you know, is capable of doing much more than just the kind of belting mm-hmm. nonsense that we, we are perhaps used to. But also that she just seems like a really sort of like slightly over, slightly like worked up, hyped person. But um, but that she comes across also as being like really warm and wanting to connect with people and being like genuinely proud of what has been created. Yeah. I'm happy for her that she's having a silenaissance. Yes, I am happy for her as well. And I think if perhaps she can find a way to kind of channel the voice into music that isn't so freaking awful, that would be great. Maybe we should listen to a bit more of her French stuff because the reviews um, and the sort of critical acclaim of her French language albums is very different to the sort of stuff she does in English. Apparently, her okay. she has like a Quebecois personality and a French personality is slightly different to her her English diva diva personality. So it might be worth a listen. That's interesting. Well, maybe maybe we should arrange for a French Celine Dion evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bon, bonjour. <laughs> 
Bonjour. Bonjour to you too. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming again on this journey with uh, with us. Thank you so much for and listening. This, yeah. Yes, this journey of discovery um, and we are going to have a chat about uh, well because it's basically what we planned was that we get to episode four and then we would have a high-powered business lunchy on <laughs> and discuss where we're going to go from here so that's what's going to happen when i say high-powered business lunch i mean we're going to go to pretty and we're going to sit outside so we don't have to pay the eating tax god i miss pretty with a sandwich <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a chat about who we're going to watch next yes and um yeah thanks so much for what for having a listen that was episode four of Gig It Up. Thanks so much for joining us. And what a gig it up it was. My God, Celine Dion. We're having a real Celine-aissance at oh, the moment. Oh, I am wrung out, but in a good way. Wrong out. Wrong out. In a great way. Yeah. Um, fantastic. And where can we be found? You can find us at Gig It Up Podcast on Instagram. And we are so excited to share our next exciting artist with you next time on the Gig It Up Podcast. Bye. <laughs> and that was someone taking the bins out. Great. <laughs> <laughs>